Hey, entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. Now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business strategist on a mission, and I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees sustainable profitability and guides your growth. I want to share these strategies that I've earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. So I'm super excited to have my guest today, Ryan Bennett. Ryan is a high-performance coach, author, and speaker who guides people to be more intentional in their lives, businesses, and teams through his proven method of intentional growth. As a former ESPN all or academic All-American, he decided to channel his competitiveness from baseball to business by founding a startup company in Silicon Valley. He soon became a statistic, and when he had to shut down his company, it was horrible. He realized he had um, to develop, or what he realized is the same thing that he had developed in himself as an athlete. Uh, to be a high performer on the baseball field, and he applied the same methods to becoming a high performer in business. From that experience, he developed a formula for growth called the Intentional Growth Model. He tested this model in a tech company that in just seven short years went from an idea to serving Fortune 500 clients, and now he coaches others on how to reach their own full potential all across the country. So welcome to Profit with a Plan podcast, Ryan. Hey, thanks for having me on. Great. So we are, I'm super excited as the first podcast for 2020 and after a just incredibly difficult 2020, people are looking at setting goals and they're setting them, I believe, with the wrong intentions. So let's talk about setting goals with an intention. Does that sound like a good topic? (laughs) Right up my alley. (laughs) Perfect, perfect. So how does one set goals properly? Great question. And here is kind of what happens. We're at this time of year where people are thinking about 2020, thinking about 2021, and starting to set goals or kind of what they want to do and 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 kind of sometimes it just stops there other times people take this smart goal formula and start to apply it to their lives however here's what the stats will tell us of all the people this year who's going to set goals for 2021 92 percent of those people will fail only eight percent of people will actually achieve their goals they set So the question is why? Why do we continue to do the same thing and do the same smart goal method when 92% of the time it fails? And Mm. what I've come to understand is that people who set just goals by themselves are only focused on the outcome or the scoreboard. And what we need to do this time of year is think about how do we develop ourselves? How do we intentionally grow our own selves So that way we're good enough to achieve those goals that we set right now. Like it. Like it. Okay. So we have to work on ourselves to make the goals happen. We, you know, I I know that people just go out there and they say, okay, so I'm going to make a million bucks this year. And then they're like, yeah, okay. And then they continue the worst process that never got them there from the year before. So great. So what are some of the strategies that we can use to work on ourselves? So those goals survive. Yeah, so I think it all depends on where where you want to go, 
But from my, from my learning, I've come up and coined a term called the intentional growth model. And so uh, let me explain to the audience, and I'll, and I'll tell you why it matters to, to how we set goals. So the intentional growth model talks about knowledge plus disciplines or intentional actions leads to growth. And so our challenge is that sometimes on the knowledge side, all we do is just consume books or YouTube videos or motivational quotes, but without putting things into action, it's not going to lead to growth. Or sometimes this time of year, especially when we set smart goals, we are so focused on the disciplines, on what we need to do tactically that we don't step back and say, hey, what awareness do I need to grow in myself? What new knowledge, what new skills, what new sales skills or information do I need to expand upon? So then when I put my intentional actions in place, it leads to growth. So that's the intentional growth model. And so as we think about right now of what we should be doing, we actually should take a pause and take a deep breath. <coughs> yes. And reflect upon last year. And go away, have a board meeting with ourselves, or take a half a day, turn our phones off, and reflect upon the previous year. What went well? What didn't? What did we learn? Who do we want to become in five years from now? Who do we want to become in one year from now? And let's say we do want to make a million dollars next year. Well, we probably should have had some momentum moving towards a million dollars, right? That has to be realistic. But in five years, that's a great, it's a great dream in five years. Awesome. What do we need to do tomorrow? to develop ourselves and the person who's good enough and valuable enough to the marketplace to be paid a million dollars. So that is the formula. And inside there, there's, you know, four steps to actual intentional growth that we can go in there if you want, but everything's based on the formula. The intentional growth model um, is what I teach. Like it. So, so therefore if we're taking that time and, and most busy business owners, um, they don't have that time to go back and reflect and turn off their phone and work uh, on their business. How do you address that if they don't have that time? How do you make sure that the person that um, does this carves that out? And really, what yeah. is, what's, yeah. That's a, that's a great question, and it comes up all the time. In fact, I had a, a call this morning of a, of a man I coach, and he, we had this exact conversation. Because everything's going, 2021 starting off a bang, he's opened another restaurant, he's doing something else. And it was like, I don't have time to pause and think about my goals. And what, we, what I said to him is, if I put a meeting on your calendar for three hours to brainstorm where your business would be, you would pause and you would come to that meeting and be prepared for that three-hour meeting to, to brainstorm where your business wanted to go. How come you value my time more than you value your own time? Like, why can't you go and carve off time for yourself as the business owner that's valuable, valuable, valuable for next year to pause, reflect on what's going really well in your business, think about where you want to take it, and then take, the, take that opportunity cost type of structure saying, hey, if, if I came in as CEO of my business today, what would I continue to do? What would I expand upon? And what would I remove? Who would I let go? Who would I hire? And, and that, that, removes a, that tries to remove the emotions of the past to say, hey, if I'm fresh today as 2021, the new CEO, what would I do moving forward that's best for me in the business? So that's sort of what we were talking about this morning. I like it. I like putting that, hey, if I'm going to take over this business and, and I'm going to clean house or I'm going to get it moving in the direction that I want to with that fresh idea, 
I like that. That gives you, you know, insights on the saying or, or vision um, in saying, this is where I think I can move the company. And um, that's good. But it's still, it's still, um, I think it's the challenge of getting them to take those three hours off. Yes. So, um, well, I think it's also the wording you use, right? Take three hours off. No, you're investing three hours of your brain power into where you want to take your business. Right. Good. And that's I like, like the, that. that's what's great about hiring somebody like you is that you can help walk them through these strategies and carve off time for them. And then they can go and think about it. So it's a good combo of like what you do mixed with uh, some intentional dreaming, intentional visualization is what psychologists will call it. I like it. I like it. So good. Okay. So now we've taken that time and done the three, uh, the three hours to intentionally visualize the direction we want our business to go in and that fresh idea. Um, you've got some strategies that talk about how to work through those plans, right? Yeah. So we're talking about the intentional growth. How do we intentionally grow? First part is dreaming, Mm -hmm. right? We just talked a little bit of that. The psychology around it is the word visualization. So the more in detail you can think about the future, the more your brain is really efficient. So the more your brain is going to create neural pathways to help you achieve that goal. So it's not like putting the universe and coming back. It's not quite like that, but it is the efficiency of your brain to help create the neural pathways. So that's step one. Now, once these neural pathways are created and you have a dream and and an idea of where you want to go, this is where we do need to set goals. We have to know what the scoreboard is. So smart goals don't work, but setting goals do work. You do need to set a goal. And so this is where we kind of go and say, okay, this is where probably most business owners know what to do. You set goals for a year from now, and you try to break those down into quarterly goals and monthly goals. So that's step two. You think, yes. Yes, <laughs> we, hope. we hope so. <laughs> yes, and if not, there's tons of stuff out there to help for people to, to learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. And so what, what I think is that's the knowledge side of the world, right? We know where we want to go. We know what it looks like when we get there. So now what do we need to do? We need to take intentional mm-hmm. actions. And I call these daily disciplines. And so they're not, they're they're based upon um, the psychology of how habits are created in our brain with our neural pathways and our striatum. And do you, do you you want me to explain how habits are created? Would that be helpful? Sure. Yes. Okay. So what we're talking about is creating daily disciplines, which are, are good habits in our lives because that's pushing us to become the person good enough to achieve the goal. So how do we create habits? So how a habit is created is in the prefrontal cortex of our brain. So that's where original thought happens. That's where ideas happen. That's where the the thinking happens. Mm -hmm. We think of something that we need to do. And that signal then is sent down a neural pathway to the middle of our brain in an area called the striatum. Now the striatum's job is only to perform the action sent to it. So the neural, the prefrontal cortex sends the message down to the striatum to say, hey, go do this action. The striatum performs the action. And at that point, dopamine, we get a dopamine kick. We say, hey, good job. Good yes. job. <laughs> good job. So that, that pathway is a good, exactly, a check off a box. Why checking off a box feels so good. And that's why they teach t- making your bed the first thing in the morning. You start that pathway already. So what happens is the more you think about it, the more the signal's going down that neural pathway, the more the neural pathway expands. And what that means is the easier and easier it is to do that action. Eventually, Mm. our brains are so efficient and so smart that our striatum will start to perform that action automatically without any thought. That 
is now called a habit. And so when we talk about how do we put these dreams and goals into daily disciplines, we talk about what actions do I need to take daily to help me develop the skills or habits into achieving my goals. And so one example we talk about, or a common example for business owners, you know, everyone has to make sales calls. So here's mm-hmm. an example, right? So you make, you make, you need to make 20 calls a day. So you create a task, 20 calls a day, you pound up the phone, 20 calls, and you probably get, you know, two or three meetings out of that. Okay. That's good. Well, that's what I call a task. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm calling, I'm talking about a discipline and here's okay. the difference. A discipline is somebody who will make those sales calls, right? They have 20 calls to make, but they're recording the calls. And after each call, they're re-listening to what they said. They're listening for cues of how to fix it. They're probably taking courses on selling. They're hiring coaches or hiring somebody like yourself to help them and teach them. And so what the action is, is after every call, they're reviewing the performance. And they're watching, Mm. as I call, watching film. And so each and every single call, they're slowly building upon themselves. They're building that momentum. They're building that growth upon themselves. So when they start to make 100 and 200 calls in their business, each one's getting a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better versus just grinding through the 200 calls. So we're creating those disciplines. And as we do the calls and we pay attention to what we want to improve upon, we're starting to build those good habits in our, in, in our life, in our sales calls. So we're starting to become a better salesperson, which leads to more sales. And so that's what we're talking about with that pathway. I like that. And that's completely different from the way that your, uh, your sales trainer tells you to do. Right. Okay, make the calls. Don't hang up the phone. Just dial again. Finish your call. Dial again. Finish your call. Get in the habit of, of getting past the fear of making the call. But you, you're repeating the bad results that you got in the first call with all other 20 or 19 other calls. And right. so this allows you to stop and go, okay, what did I do wrong? What can I do better? What can I be intentional with on the next call? liking this liking this a lot okay and this, this is the difference between a task and a discipline i don't want to create a to-do list to-do list make 20 calls right because <laughs> task tasks are based on willpower and eventually there's a burnout mm-hmm. and what i'm saying is a discipline is something that's based on momentum building which momentum is sustaining because it's not driving you crazy. You're getting better and it become easier and easier and easier versus uh, keep on getting rejection, rejection, rejection. And there's a very fine line between it, but it, it's sort of the, the way, the way hedonic theory works in our brain. So anyways, yes. Um, I love this watching film. It works really well. Highly encourage people listening to the show to try it out today. I think it's I think it's a very uh, a very different method of doing things. I guess this is this is where your baseball training comes into play. You know, you're learning how to swing or learning how to throw or or the pace of your run that will get you better for the next time you're at bat or or the ball comes your way, right? I'm loving and it. And that's a, that's exactly how I came to understand it. After my failed business, I wasn't doing any of this stuff. Of I didn't understand why it failed and I realized that the mindset and the disciplines of, you know, tweaking my swing, studying my swing, studying what the pitcher's throwing, studying my footwork, I needed to apply that to the business world. And until that switch went off in my head, I was just like anybody else. And when that switch went off, I started to understand how to grow and spent time studying successful people, understanding what these disciplines are, and then applying them to my own lives. And I watched 
my own emotional intelligence, my, my own you know, success, however you want to define it, start to grow in my life. And I started to become a better person. I started to have more confidence. I started becoming uh, more efficient with my, with my time and how I communicate, you know, all the things. And so I love how you pull that out of baseball. That's actually where I learned it all from. I think that's great. And I think that that's something that so many business owners, so many people, but if we're, we're talking to entrepreneurs and business owners mm-hmm. here, so many business owners forget to work on their business. They're so busy working in their business, chasing the next lead, putting out the fire, mm-hmm. hiring, doing whatever it is that they're doing, trying to make more widgets or, or more services for less money instead of working on their craft and really developing mm-hmm. a process and system to be able to do it better. That's, that's, that's the golden nugget out of this. I'm loving this. Okay, so after we've watched film and we've dreamed, what's the next step? Yeah, so we dreamed about where we wanted to go. We set goals to it. Now we're developing ourselves to achieve those goals. So right now we're focusing on just the day, making each day better than itself. Now the last piece, and especially as business owners, it is so lonely at the top. And it's so lonely to be a business owner that the last piece of this is what I call a growth partnership. Now here's what the science will tell us. If you... So what we learned earlier is the average person or the person who set goals, only 8% achieve them because they'll say, hey, I want to be a millionaire. Great. And the next day they're watching TV and we're, okay, we're off and great. (laughs) But that person who actually wants to set, who set goals and tell somebody else about it, they have a 65% chance to achieve that goal. So much better than eight, but you're still only accomplishing half your goals. Mm -hmm. So what the science will tell us (laughs) is that when you have a recurring conversation around the progress of your goals, you're statistically more likely up to 95%. You have a high likelihood, a 95% chance to actually achieve that goal. And so that is what I call a growth partnership. What this means, it's similar to an accountability partner, but I hate that word. It's a growth partner, somebody you want to grow with. And each and every single week, you're talking about the wins, losses, and learnings that you've had from your daily disciplines. And what we, what we know from that is that when you get a win and you write it down, it feels good. When you get and actually share that with somebody else, you get the same emotional high that you did when it happened. So what you're doing mm-hmm. is you're building upon the same momentum and the good feeling, the good dopamine kicks that you, you happened when it happened. And so um, that is really great to build momentum towards where you want to go. Not only the growth partnership is really solid because as a business owner, you really don't have anybody to share your wins with. And so it's wonderful to have a safe spot that's encouraged to get a little humble brag about yourself because that is what makes you actually emotionally feel better and keep some momentum going in the right direction. So last part is to find somebody to do it with. Join a mastermind. Find another business owner to do it with. Join a breakfast group of of entrepreneurs. whatever it may be, but find somebody to grow with you. That person needs to not be a yeah, yeah. That person needs to be a supportive, but also to be also maybe not necessarily a, a structured coach that's going to say, oh no, you did it wrong this way. I mean, there's that fine balance of that kind of 
person that you want is your um, growth partner. I almost said accountability, but your growth <laughs> partner. Um, what are some of the what are, what are some of the real key um, characteristics of that growth partner do you want? Because could you go back and talk to your spouse about it? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, but it's, just, it, it, it's not the same. And, and I've done it both ways. And, you know, it's just not the same when you actually share it with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And articulating out loud so someone can understand it will help it form better in your brain too. So what are the characteristics of a growth partner? First and foremost, it's somebody who wants to grow with you. We're not talking about accountability. Accountability is based on um, you either get a hit on the behind or you get a pat in the back. You did a good job, right. you did a bad job, right? <laughs> you showed up. No, a growth partner is like, hey, how do we grow together? And what's the best mm-hmm. way? Some, share some of your learnings you've gotten with me, Marcia. You know, where are your losses? What can we tweak to fix these losses and turn them into wins, right? These are conversations you're going to have with the growth partner. So first and foremost, they need to be growth-minded, want to grow with you. Most likely, they're a peer as sort of the same life stage as you because it just makes more, it's just easier. It makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and last of all, you look for somebody who's like a great listener and then somebody who can encourage you. Um, it, it doesn't have to be hard. I, I, I love it. It's making me think of the people that I've shared my wins with and cried over, you know, losses with as well that I unintentionally had a growth partner with these peers that I've worked with. Um, but how powerful and um, motivating and reassuring that these people can be in my life when um, when I needed that. But the funny thing is, is you know, I look back at my um, failed marriage and go, well, he'd never understood when I had a win or I had a failure or how to help me move forward, which is what hence the word X. Um, and, and, you know, I think that that's important to have is the right people in there and maybe, and maybe not your spouse is going to understand what it's like to be a business owner and, and have that, uh, direction or understanding of the, the monumentous task you just won or how to keep you moving when you got that failure. Yeah. And, and I, I would not advise having a spouse as a growth partner and, and for a few reasons, but the major one is that the, the, the spouse is probably in the day to day with you because every, every night you're talking, right? Ever. But we want somebody we meet once a week with who can take it outside and, and ask those questions that we can't see. They almost act like a strategist at a, at a low level, right? Like, you know, you understand this, Marcia, as a strategist, they, they act like one kind of a really low level of that, but it's helpful that they're in the outside looking in at, at you and your business. I like this. This is such valuable information that business owners forget to do. And, and I often talk about, um, you know, planning and, and so on as that underutilized and often forgotten business tool, but goal setting people go, okay, it's January. I've got to set my goals. Okay. I sit down, uh, last year I made, you know, um, 25 sales a month. This year I'm going to make 50. I'm going to make 50 sales. Okay. And, and so they're just, they're making crap up and there's really no basis in it. And then they're just continuing their status quo, trying to achieve them and they, they're not doing the work. And so I love these four categories that you put together that will help support these goals that you're trying to do. And um, I, I go back to the challenges that that they're not going to have any time to do them. But on the flip side of them, 
if you don't do them, you're not going to achieve it. You're going to be one of those, you know, 92% that fail because you haven't done the work, the necessary work and that is needed to achieve those goals. And I love it. So, okay. We've got, I think we've got a few more minutes here. We've got about five or six minutes to, to talk about a few things. And I think the thing that I want to talk about the most is what type of goals should we be setting? And I know each business is a little bit different. And, you know, I just don't want our listeners to go off and waste time on goals that maybe aren't um, um, movers, uh, business movers for you. So what kind of goals should they be setting that, that this skill set works perfectly for? Yeah, I may be a little biased in this one, but I have a firm belief that like we need to be well-rounded people. And so what I teach is there's seven pillars that I have. I have people I coach set goals around. And only okay. one of those is business and career. So okay. you can do, but you can do more like tactical goals inside the business. But if what I, what I tell people is you could be the, the richest person in the world, but it's not going to be very fulfilling if, you, if you're an asshole or if you have no family and you have no lifestyle and you have no, no fun, you know, and you're, you're overweight or not healthy. Like these are things that really affect your life. And so what I talk about is how do we make a well-rounded person? And you Ooh. can't lead others until you lead yourself well. And what does that look like to you? Love and it. these are the questions that... that when you go and pause and you think about and you dream about, these are the questions that I want people to be asking about themselves. What, what, do, what, uh, what do I want my life to look like in five years? What's the lifestyle? Like, yeah, maybe I want 50 paying clients, but what if I just want 10 clients that are paying five times more money, right? Because, because I value my time after hours. Or what if I'm a real estate agent and I have a growing family, Saturdays and Sundays are really tough. So what, sh- what do I actually want to do in five years? Oh, I by asking these questions like, oh, I want to recruit people underneath me so I can manage a team during the weekday and have the weekends off, right? So these are questions that that kind of will affect what goals we set because they are related. Yeah, they're business, but also they're more lifestyle, family. What do I want my spouse to, you know, what the relationship my spouse to be? Do we take vacations? Like that's why it needs to be well-rounded. And that's, that's my opinion of it. Think about where you want to be and how do you lead yourself well first so that way then you can lead the organization and the people underneath it really well? I love it. That's that life-work balance that so many business owners cannot fathom or, or make work at all, you know? Um, and, and I think that that's it because we all started our businesses because we knew something and we had that dream of freedom, Right. And then we get into the business (laughs) and we create a job that we own and labor 16 hours a day um, on this, this, this thing that we hate and finding that balance in life and with your goals and encouraging those goals that you're setting to push the balance so you can have the business of your dreams. Loving this. Loving this stuff. Yeah, and notice what I said. I didn't say one year from now. I said five years from now. And I didn't say you give up what you're doing now. I'm saying we're working ourselves into build the business that we actually want to run. And right. yeah, that may mean grinding it out this year. It, you know, it may mean that stuff, but at least we're moving towards where we want to go. And one of, my go- one of my internal things, love to hear your feedback on this or what you do, but 
one of my internal like checks is I try to have fun at my job, like take my job's fun four out of five days out of the week. Ooh, that's, that's my good. balance I try to have. That's that's good. I like that. I like that a lot. So, um, you know, we have to enjoy it, right? It becomes the, we're, we're working more than we're sleeping or spending time with our loved ones. So, you know, why not have fun with it? I like that. Yeah. Good, good goal. Good goal. I like that because, you know, looking forward in your goals and saying that I'm working hard now because or so that I can do this in the future and this is the lifestyle I want to have in the future. Nobody wishes a job or, or a business and then poof, they're an instant millionaire and then they never have to work again. They're setting up the foundations and making the plan, right? I'm a big planner to get to the road that they want to be on the, the, the fuzzy, you know, uh, sunset or, or whatever that is at the end of the path, but it takes work. It's and the process. Goals, yeah. And those goals that you're making along the way should be leading you towards the direction you want. Mm-hmm. I like that. And it doesn't happen overnight. So five years is a good time. I agree. I think, you know, five-year plan, um, whether you're exiting, you're starting, you're expanding, you're growing, if you have something long enough, then you can re-engineer it and put it all in and, and get into the tactic side of it. But it should include your, your lifestyle that you want. Good stuff. All right. So this has been a great conversation on goal setting. Appropriately timed for this time of the year. And I know a lot of people are going, ah, I got to set them, get them off my desk and just park them in the, <laughs> what I like to say that someplace on the shelf that they're going to grow mold. And instead of, you know, working and living these, these goals, um, where can listeners I'm rattling on, where can listeners find out more about you and your intentional growth method? Yeah. Uh, two places. One is on Instagram where I post some of these thoughts at ryan.intentionalday. And then the other place is I, I give away a free webinar where I basically I teach this stuff and more of the psychology and research of it. And so it's at my website, theintentionalday.com slash live training. Love it. Love it. This is great. And then you have your book, right? And I have my book. Yeah. So I, I have a book. So all the stuff I just talked to you about is in here where you can actually set your daily disciplines up and have your growth meetings. And so uh, that's the book that's tied to all of it. Great. And we can get that on your website as well, correct? That's right. Perfect. I love it. So one more question. So I thought, you know, baseball guy, jock, you know, you're looking at making your swing better, but there's a lot of psychology with this as well. Was that your degree in school? It wasn't, but I kind of want to go back and get it now. Uh, my degree was in entrepreneurship. Like I love businesses and that, but um, I'm fascinated now with, with the mindset and I realize how much of that was formed for me for my, my playing days. And so I kind of wish I would go back now and I'm still thinking about it of going back and getting a psychology like degree somewhere. Right. Well, I mean, I wouldn't want it to mess with your great ideas that you've got, but it's such an interesting thing. Our brain, um, we, and we know so little of it, mm-hmm. so little about the brain and it does so much. It's a high performing machine that, that if it's, if it's consulted properly and trained properly, you can open those pathways and have things happen. You know, I, I like to say that that opportunity only comes to those that are prepared and ready for it. Um, you know, if we're training our mind to be more efficient, 
then we're and and effective. We'll be more effective and efficient. So loving this. So good stuff. All right. Thank you so much. Listeners, I hope you found an idea or two to put into your business. I hope you're going to take this this strategy that Ryan has and and implement this into your business because I know it's going to make such an impact for you and make you more profitable. So considering what's happened to businesses this past year, now more than ever, it's important to create your own profit plan so that you can have a thriving business. And I've got six easy action tips for you that you can put into your business right now that will make a good impact. So go get them at failproofbiz.com. So we would love to hear any of your questions, uh, feedback, or even ideas for future shows. So if you can please subscribe and comment to the show today, we would love to hear them and we'll get back to you with your questions. So as always, you can catch Profit With A Plan on your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you.